Welcome, everybody, to the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and don't send us email. There. How's that? <laughs> That's good. I like it. I'm Chris. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CD Villasenor, and with me is Ty. I am. That's my name. That I'm on Twitter true. at SEATJK. <laughs> And uh, what are we chatting about today? You know, we've got a little, uh, I got a little royalty theme today. So uh, we're going to talk about American royalty. Do we have we're, any? Well, we, we definitely do. The we Trump family? A, we have a princess that I'm going to that that is the real American princess. Ivanka? <laughs> well, don't get me started. The, we're going to talk about the royal wedding. Of the of the of you know Prince Harry and the what people are calling the American princess, but they're wrong. And uh, we're going to talk about are knights royalty sometimes? No, uh, they're, they're part of the royal house. They're part of the royal. They're, like, ha- they're, they're support the, they're, staff. They're 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 <laughs> high level support for royalty, right? The yeah. knights are okay. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how the Vegas Golden Knights are really just basically screwing the Seattle expansion hard. <laughs> <laughs> And in the OT, we'll talk about, I don't know, we'll talk a little bit about something about, uh, I've got a little an idea about, you know, achievement and expectations and, you know, how that might affect, you know, people. So we'll okay. see. Uh, it's, it's, I'll let you take it'll, me there. I'll let you well, take me there. We'll, I'm excited to find out where we're going. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sashay down that road. Uh, but um, we're going to start with uh, our first topic here. And uh, it's American royalty, the the true American princess that is Taylor Swift. Uh. Now, now you say, uh, but here's the thing. Uh, last night, I happened to attend the Reputation Stadium Tour stop to in attend. Seattle. You were playing <laughs> it took, for six months. I, t- <laughs> I took my daughter. You drug her there. I dragged my I dragged my daughter <laughs> to cover to the Taylor Swift show as cover. I bought her tickets for her birthday as cover for me to actually go to the Taylor Swift show. Which, by the by, if you're maybe a divorced man in the in your forties, you might attend that show <laughs> and <laughs> gather up as many phone numbers as all you want because it's just full of. Single moms with their children, gotcha. You know, looking, looking, look, you know, dolling up. You know, they're out for an evening. You know, if, you're, if, you're, if you're the kind, yeah, if you're the kind of guy who isn't afraid to slide into that kind of a situation and you know, try I to cannot make. Cannot imagine trolling the Taylor Swift <laughs> concert. <laughs> well, let's say you're there with your kid anyway, and so uh, anyway. So. I guess okay. If I'm a divorcee, if I'm, are, are, right. are you a divorcee? If you're a man, by the way, is that divorce? Just- Sir, sir, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Divorcee, divorcee. I don't know. That's a good. Uh, let's consult French people. Hey, French people who uh, listen to our our podcast, can you figure this out for us? One eight hundred D I V O R C. But the uh, but anyway, I, I would call that target rich environment for for thir- you know if you're a late thirties, mid fifties, somewhere in between, divorced man with a a child of a teenage child that you're at the t- Taylor Swift I think you know I think you could probably do all right if, if you're so inclined anyway sure I, could, I, I, yeah. I, I understand I understand okay aside aside okay so I know who I am I am mid for mid late 40s like <laughs> <laughs> can I call I'm a mid 40 late 40s guy <laughs> with 
teenage girl, mm-hmm. you know, teenage daughter mm-hmm. at the show. So, you know, I wear like a like a all sort of all weather button down shirt, you know, like the hiking style kind of, you know, it's a gray, it's kind of a skater shirt kind of thing and uh-huh. and some khakis. So, so you're and wearing a grout, a grout fit? Just basically, just the, just just the regular just dude. A straight the straight man's grout fit, right? Like Norm coring out like nobody's right. business. Okay. Seattle Cause style. Because I'm, I'm there with my daughter, and you know we're there to see the Taylor Swift show. Okay. And then most of the young women and the and the older women they like to put on a nice outfit for the concert. Yeah. And then mostly dudes show up here and there, but there's this one dude who walks by wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt, which I think to myself, dude. You are not fooling anybody by wearing the Led Zeppelin shirt to the to the to the Taylor Swift show. You're not. You're already to Taylor Swift show. Trying real hard. You're, no one's tricked. You yeah, didn't no see like, Led oh, Zeppelin. Oh, I, I was going to judge you because you're at the Taylor Swift show, but now I see that you're wearing a Led Zeppelin T-shirt. So clearly right. you have discerning taste, and I will not make fun of you obviously, for your attendance. Obviously, you're way cooler. Also, this. I've got to think that there's not really, like, dudes clowning other dudes at the Taylor Swift show because, you know what? You're all at the Taylor Swift show. We're at the Taylor Swift show. You know, either you like this, the music and you're there. Why do you, why you care? Or you're escorting, you know, family members to the show. And so just chill. You do not need to wear a Led Zeppelin t-shirt to the Taylor Swift show. No one is, no one's going, okay, you're much cooler than I am, dude. Yeah, so, it sounds like somebody doesn't have a good handle on their uh, self-actualization. Not really. But back to the Taylor Swift show. The Taylor Swift show is, number one, is not free. No. They, they are not letting people in there for free. And I was in the 300 level, and and believe me, it's more than, for the two tickets, it's more than a, hundred, it's more than a dollar a level. As far as that whole thing's concerned. Gotcha. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're not there for free. But... God bless Taylor Swift because she knows that she's charging top dollar for this ticket. And she is not cheating the people. Good. But she, they roll out an A-plus production. And another cool thing they did was everybody gets these bracelets. Every, every person. And the bracelets are part of the light show. Gotcha. It's really cool. Yeah. I had never seen that done before. And I thought it was very slick. So you're already getting an A-plus production. Sort of like Vegas. You know how when you go to Vegas and you, you yeah. go to the Cirque du Soleil, it's not like some dude in a top hat in a tent. Right. You know, it is it's like there's showbiz involved. Yeah, I mean, it's, an, it's a Taylor Swift arena tour. And there's like, what, four or five acts these days that can do what she's doing? If I, that I don't many? Mean, yeah, if that many. I think that... Uh, Beyonce, think maybe Timberlake. Beyonce, maybe Timberlake. Do you think Timberlake pulls 50... 7,000 people on a Tuesday night? Not off the strength of that last record. No. No. Uh, but you're still getting the, the dad rock bands are all still filling arenas. But you too. Yeah. Metallica could probably right. pull pull that many, but I don't, there's not a lot of, you know, the Rolling Stones. No. Like the Walking Corpse tour of the Rolling Stones. Pass. <laughs> but Dude, people... Who wants to go see an, an animated skeleton dance around on the stage? <laughs> I, I saw the Rolling Stones in 1986. Eight <laughs> on whatever tour that was, like, well, yeah. that's that was a, that was thirty years ago. But regardless, stadium rock has come a long way from when when I was a young boy. Because when you went to a stadium show when I was a kid, 
when I was yeah. 19, 20 years old, the sound system sucked yeah. horribly. Yeah, that wasn't really that. That wasn't that's still the case like ten years ago. No, holy crap! They have this thing figured out. Well, at least Taylor Swift's production crew did. It's like listening to your stereo at your house. Where was it? It was at CenturyLink. Interesting. Okay. And they, I mean, it was dialed. I couldn't believe how good the sound was. Yeah, that's but, interesting to hear. But she shows up and she does a, you know, I think what her her the they open with uh, the Charlie XCX. If you know the Charlie XCX is. Yeah. I've heard some of her hits. Um, yeah. And then Camilla Cabea was supposed to be there, but she wasn't. She could not perform. And I, and I attributed it to the fact that her auto-tune laptop must have crashed. Yeah, she can't sing, so I'm not surprised <laughs> to hear that she couldn't perform. <laughs> but the best part about the fact that she was, was absent from the lineup, there was a sign by the gate where it said, Camilla Cabello cannot perform tonight. Um, if you would like a refund, you may go to this. Like, I can't. People like yeah. that Havana song, man. They're, they're, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, shit, if I can't hear that Havana song, I am not going to this show. <laughs> I spent, you know, I spent $500 to see Taylor. Taylor should have just sang it. She could, she could have, but the, uh, but I, I'm just saying it's what we, what we get from Taylor Swift is an A plus production and really an A plus performance. I think that, uh, she's worked on her she's worked on her she's worked on her vocals she's solid and there were times when of course when they're doing big production numbers with dancing and stuff you know they go to the britney 80 20 which is the 80 percent track 20 percent voice yeah and it was pretty obvious to do that and most performers get a pass on that deal if you're giving me if you're giving me production right I, i go to the 80 20 yeah it's only it's really at this point only beyonce and uh and and pink yeah, like people, I heard. I heard people love the Pink Show. The yeah, she like flies around the stadium on wires like Peter Pan and shit. So right, right. Yeah, again, they're charging top dollar. At least you could give me something like that. And for sure, like I said, Taylor delivered. She is really is. She is the American princess. She's the one who should be marrying Harry. That yeah, but would then be... she'd like do something weird and break up with him and have to write a song about it. And <laughs> right. Then the, the royalty... queen have to have her killed. <laughs> <laughs> the royalty breakup album. Yeah, which would be awesome. But, you know, I saw I saw that woman stand there with a guitar in the middle of a big stadium and just hold the whole place, just riveted. And I just couldn't think of I just couldn't think of a lot of people who can do that in this day and age. And, you know, she's been around for this is like we're in a we're in the solid decade of Taylor now. We're we're into year 10. Yeah, well, I was just thinking the other day when we were watching the piece of the Billboard Music Awards. And uh, I didn't like her dress for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> she's like, she's going to be 29 this year. She's pushing 30. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy to think about because, you know, she came into sort of public consciousness as like a 17 year old. Right. That's like Justin Timberlake being 40, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, well, how it's... old does that make you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think Timberlake is still younger than me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, you get to see there is sort of a growing up of it but what's funny is how she's been able to continue to push the whole taylor thing forward and and it doesn't feel i thought maybe she'd feel more hokey i was thinking it would be when she talked when she like sort of did the whole crowd talking to yeah that it would feel more hokey but it doesn't she she's either a great actress or she really buys this shit i mean she's just or she's living it 
maybe a little bit of both? Yeah, I've been thinking about, like, that That came up. It, it was really – my wife and I have talked about this before. It's like I can't tell if she's just learned how to be super media savvy to the point where – but, I mean, for you to say that, you know, she's doing it in person and it, it comes across as, as real um, is interesting because – there's a lot of decisions that are clearly like sort of calculated, but at the same time still retain a piece of earnestness that is uncommon. That's, and I think that's the, the thing she figured out is how to inject just enough of herself into it to keep it, to keep it what quote unquote real. Yeah. But it's wrapped in this unbelievably crafted package, which is, which again, the work goes in, the production goes in, I paid a bunch of money and I didn't feel cheated even remotely. And so for, so for Taylor Swift, big kudos for her. She's completely pro and I and the everything the whole show just reeked of professionalism in an awesome and amazing way. So good for her. All right, well that's good to hear that you got your money's worth. I did. I did. And uh and then some woman like puked on the stairs next to me. <laughs> Not, not like some like like I some just, old like some middle aged woman threw up yeah. on the stairs like so she's getting ta- housed I, at the Taylor yeah. Swift concert. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> why'd you save like, this? You save this for after the buzzer bar- to tell me about I, the woman. I buried the lead on that because it kind of icked us out. But like <laughs> Lucy and I were sitting there going, I was like, I think a woman just barfed right here. <laughs> it was messed up, dude. That part was messed up. And what's even more messed up is after like 30 minutes of people walking by, like people had walked it dry. Oh. So, you know, some people, some people at the people oh. at the show walked the puke dry. All right. Like, now you've now seen, now we have too much information. about <laughs> That's part of the story. Yeah. I don't want to hear that part. All right. Anyway, moving on. Hey, if the reputation stadium tour comes to your, uh, you're not going to, you won't regret spending a few hundred bucks to go. Just saying. Cool. All right. Number two, the royal wedding. Now, the royal wedding was last Saturday, and I told my wife if she turned on the TV at 4 o'clock in the morning, I was going to strangle her. This is the kind of household you're living in? No. Yeah, exactly. She lives with <laughs> Ike Turner. Like, I, I totally No, I mean, that you live with a woman that wants to turn the TV on at 4 a.m. to watch she, the royal wedding? She was very interested in the royal wedding. Gotcha. And I was, and I was, and I said... If you turn it on at four in the morning, I'm going to say harsh things to you. I would never threaten my wife with bodily violence. I'm not that kind of a person. <laughs> but what I'm I saying will, is... I will shout loudly I will, you turn off the I will, television. I will, I, will, I will let out a big F-bomb at four in the morning if you turn on the television. But um, So she didn't until about seven o'clock in the morning, which was totally fine because yeah. I was kind of up anyway. Yeah. But here's the deal. People were... D- into it. Like Very what's the last it. time when was the last time any sort of event got like good event, not like horrible events, but a what you might consider a positive event generating this kind of a a social buzz. Well, everything is sort of pre-Trump, post-Trump, not to bring it back to him, <laughs> but the reality is that everything happening in our country has this cloud hanging over it. So, like, every time we're doing something, whether it's the Oscars or uh, or any kind of award show or anything that's sort of the American version of what the royal wedding is, which is a gathering of celebrities and famous Mm -hmm. people and, you know, reasons for people to dress up, things like that, there's sort of a pall cast over the top of it. 
And I think that people were really hungry or thirsty, I think might be the more appropriate uh, uh, euphemism in this case, for an event like this that didn't have the stench of Trump on it. It was Trump, a Trump-free zone. Like, no, right. There was no reason to mention him. Correct, yes. There's no I, reason to mention him. Yes. I, would, I would argue that there's no reason to mention him at the Oscars or the, or the Emmys or the Grammys, but people just can't help themselves. Well, it's not so much that they're mentioning him directly, but the, the, the policies his administration is affecting is something that's hard to overlook. Yeah, it's hard to overlook the rich getting richer. When rich people get together on TV and pat each other on the back, it's not just it's not just economics though, right? <laughs> it's not, but law but enforcement yes. and a bunch sure. of other things. Hey, well, this is sure. not what we're here to talk this about. Is not what I'm saying, but I understand your point. This was the royal wedding. Here is a, a Trump-free zone. In that, there's no reason to mention him. There's no, there's no, there's no yeah. occasion where his 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 the influence of his presidency is felt. In right. this case, plus you know, I I learned that apparently I do want to make out with David Beckham. Oh, dude, <laughs> he's so he is so handsome. He is. He must just. I, 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 is his personality just a piece of wood? Does he ever talk? No, he he's just soft spoken. Yeah, but he's not to gush too much here. <laughs> but he's all the best parts of Sting, melded with like, like. A handsome model man and an elite athlete yeah it's a tough it's a really it's a really potent uh, combination yeah there's that one shot where he's like either removing or putting the sunglasses on i'm sure it's probably <laughs> the same one that you saw and he's wearing the three-piece suit and it's got the contrasting vest and the chain on the vest <laughs> it's probably a pocket watch right exactly but, but bet- between him and posh they do like have almost zilch personality they're yeah they're kind of they're kind of what you make of them. You, he also you, has like, but but he also has. I mean, he has birds tattooed on his neck and the back of his head. I, I mean, you can't be that cool. If you have little birds tattooed on the back of your neck. What are you gonna say? What? But you know, but he gets invited. He gets invited to the. Of course, he gets invited. Of course, to the he does. Wedding. He's a national he's, hero. He's a national treasure. But you know, now we have this. Now we have the royal wedding. So I did not watch it. I did not. I, I did watch selected replays of certain things that people brought up that were interesting, like the the sermon part, and then I I went back and watched a little bit of the uh, the singing, the gospel choir. Sure. And and I was really I don't know if I should be surprised, but but for something wholly British, there was so much American. There was a lot of American in there. There was a lot of America happening in this wedding. Well, that's because he married an American. I know, but even if you married American, you would think that the British, the the fact that she's marrying into the British royal family would make it a much more British affair. And I felt like, good for them. I think maybe it's a maybe maybe kudos to the the British royal family for saying, you know what, this is a much more multicultural affair. Um, it's black, it's white, it's American, it's British. Let's get our arms around the whole thing. And I thought they did a good job with it. Yeah, the, the anchors, I think, were... I think the, the, the tone that I was talking about, that I, of the coverage I did see, I think was particularly struck by the anchors, who were really have been desperate to not have to talk about Trump every day. So they were just like... Were you watching CNN? No, I was watching uh, whatever the network was. Gail King. Whatever okay, CBS. Channel. Yeah, okay. So whatever channel it was. They were thrilled. And they were so excited. 
<laughs> and the thing is now that I'm, I'm my takeaway is primarily that if you're a prince you just you can just be sort of average to below average looking and then and and you know marry one of the the most i don't know not famous but what, what are the, what's, the, what's the word i'm looking for he outkicked his coverage here if on, on a period so? pe- no yeah. i think harry's i think harry's good looking i think harry is average looking oh He's no, I think he's a looking. he's a balding ginger with with a sloped no, nose and an overbite. No, 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 no. Now, <laughs> now William used to be an attractive teenage boy. He's turned into sort Charles because that's egg, what he always looked right, like—an egg-headed, bald, egg-headed yes. dude. But he's you know he seems like he's a good guy. Um, no, I guess I guess Prince Harry's sort of ginger budget Jamie Dornan. I think he. I think it's not as good as you think it is. I think you've been uh, lulled into a sense of Harry's attractiveness by his his tendency to be wearing like uh, military uniform all the time. No, no, so no, no, like... no. I think I think empirically he's. I think empirically he's 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 more handsome than not handsome. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> he can't even. And... I'm looking at Jamie Dornan, who whose name did not come to mind when you said it, and it's not even close. Budge, I said budget. <laughs> it's it's more. It's like it's worse than budget. It's, well, like, I mean, it's dollar Do- dollar Jamie store. Dor- Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dornan is particularly <laughs> handsome. We've been talking a lot about handsome men here for the last seven or eight minutes. I, that that hasn't escaped me. Well, <laughs> however, if we get to the bride, my wife can't object to me talking about handsome <laughs> handsome men. <laughs> and I didn't ask you about Taylor Swift's boob job, so I feel like I, I held no. back. Well, Taylor Swift. Sensible boob job, sensible nose job. Yeah, perfect. Good for her. She's a she's a star. Again, and a squat that's, program. That's all. That's all. That's all that, that matters. You know, sensible boob job, sensible nose job. And she everybody, did it in like slow stages. Everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves you know a sensible some you know if you can afford it. Like everybody yeah. talks about universal health care. I think everybody if we have universal health care, I think everyone should get a sensible plastic surgery budget. And then well, you could you could tighten up a few things and just and look better and feel better about yourself. As someone who's taken uh, anti balding medication for <laughs> almost fifteen years, <laughs> you're, uh, you're 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 down with it. Well, I mean, I think insurance should cover it, and they don't. And the reason is because it's considered, quote-unquote, elective. But if you look at studies that talk about the better looking you are, the more money you make in your career, even if you're equally qualified. So clearly, insurance should cover it, yeah. And if you feel better about yourself, you're going to be healthier. Yes. Anyway, let's get back to Meghan Markle. Uh, Basic cable TV star marries... Mary. Average yeah. ginger now, dude. <laughs> now I remember having some conversations in the early days of Suits whether or not Meghan Markle was like fully hot because it was hard was it, to tell. This was in question for you. That was a question for somebody we both know. Oh, okay, uh, Josh Tufts and I had this <laughs> <laughs> at JST. Uh, uh, no, no, <laughs> I think it's just at Joshua Tufts. We're gonna put him on blast. <laughs> No one at you could at him. Yes, but we had you can ask him about his Meghan Markle opinions. We we had this conversation in the early days of suits, you know, because just weren't sure, you know, what well, you know, you know. How I'm gonna go on record and say I think y'all are crazy. I I didn't think it was ever a question. She's television attractive. She is basic cable television attractive. But did I know five years ago when I was watching Suits that she would be end up being married to the Prince of England, a Prince of England, 
I would said, but no, I don't know. But well, that I mean, that's not necessarily like the only. I mean, who did he date before? I don't know. Nobody. I mean, there's just there's all kinds. I mean, he got to live the Playboy lifestyle until such a time that he decided to give it up. But also, somehow Kate Middleton slowly has gotten more and more attractive, like as Kate, the years have gone on. Kate Middleton, she's like on my Kate, Mount Kate Moore. She's <laughs> Mount Kate Moore. We should do Mount Kate Moore. Well, I can go into Mount Kate Moore at some other time because there's like four. Anyway, Middleton is the best. She's she's got the best. She's like got that shiny chestnut hair. Oh God, don't get me started on Kate Middleton because she's. She's like one A in my book. <laughs> so, but would you have said that? Okay, so this goes back to my point. Would you have said that when you were sort of first introduced to her? Yeah, Kate Middleton. Yeah, like from yeah, the I've get, always, from, the always, jump? from the from the from the jump, she was she got right up onto the mountain for me. She got right, right up on there, put All her right. right in. the 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 day it happened, anyway. She's she's terrific. Mount Kate Moore coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else to say about the importance of the the royal wedding? No, I just thought it was I thought it was much more inclusive than I than I thought it would be, and uh, so good for them. They they seem, you know, I wish them all the happiness because they seem like a they seem like a fun story, a weird story, but a fun story. So um, I'll take that in this day and age. Yeah. So yeah. I have a weird theory for you. Yeah. Before we get off of this, if you look at Meghan Markle and Pippa Middleton side by side similar this it's 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 not unsimilar bone structure and like there's, sort of teeth arrangement there's, there's almost no chance that Harry didn't sleep with Pippa Middleton <laughs> right i mean really let's let's be let's be clear he did there's the and regardless of what anybody tells me oh no that didn't happen no it did he definitely he definitely slept with pippa Hundred percent chance. Hundred percent, huh? Hundred percent. Right. I'd be willing to. I'd really. I'd be willing to. To bet Taylor Swift ticket money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. All so right. you said. Yes. That's a. That's not even a humble brag. You know how much money I spent on those tickets. <laughs> anyway, I'm so rich. <laughs> anyway. All right. Hold I on. wanted we to talk about video feed. Oh yeah, it's okay. We don't. I, right. don't need to, I don't need to look at you. Okay. Although I like looking at you. Oh, we can try you know, again. Since we're you know we are t- since we're talking about handsome men, uh, this whole this whole show. I can oh. hear. I can hear it. There it comes. Bring it. I still don't see you though. Uh, hang on. Let me push some buttons. There you go. All right, we're back. All right. All right. Um, okay. For uh, for our third for the third, what do we call these things? Segment. Segments. They're segments. They are. Do we yeah. always call them segments? All right. For our yeah, third segment, I literally put S one, S two, S three, and then the show description. <laughs> oh, huh. All right. It's like a, it's like I don't even know how to do this. Did I even say what episode this was? The 20, I don't remember. 22? I'll find out tomorrow the, when I listen to the show won't. and edit it. It's <laughs> welcome to episode double deuce. I'll punch it in that, there in the middle. Yeah. I'll be like twenty two. 22, 22. I think you said it. All right, I did? Cool. Yeah, I think so. All right, so segment number three, Knights being kind of like royalty. I'm talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, who, 
are going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And not to just be, not just to say that I'm, I'm ground floor on the Vegas Golden Knights, because I am, because I was a long-suffering St. Louis Blues fan. It was just pissing me off. And so I got a chance to jump, and I jumped. I have ties to Vegas, and so we get, they get an expansion team. I thought, what the hell? I'm just going to be a Vegas Knights fan, get my shirt, going to get me Hold some on. stuff. Hold no, I'm going to insist that you, if you're going to say that, you need to call them their name. The Vegas Golden Knights? Yes, they're not they're not the Vegas Knights, which would have been an awesome name for the whatever. team. I'm no, you're not saying I'm gonna be a Vegas Knights fan. No, it's the I'm Vegas a... Golden Knights. It's just like you have to say you had to say Devil Rays back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I want to start with this before. I'm sure you have something to tell me and I'll let you get there, but sure. Golden Knights? Whatever. Honestly. The only thing that's golden that's in my vernacular has to do Showers. with R. Kelly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a degenerate. That's why. No, because you could say golden, and the other one was rings, the Christmas golden, rings. The golden knights. It's just, it's because it's the logo. They. I, I know, but the logo's cool, and could have been even cooler if it was just black and silver. Oh, no, they wanted to be, they wanted gold. Vegas, gold, it's money. It's good, fine. I'm not into it. The VGK. That's fine. Up? All right. That sounds so, like a venereal disease, by the way. It, does. it sounds like a Russian something. Oh, you belong to the VGK. <laughs> yes, or like a... Like, <laughs> Like a serial rapist who sends, like, notes about his right. crimes. Right. The VGK killer. <laughs> anyway, so they're doing great, and it's a great story. And I'm really sorry that I said serial rapist. Sorry, everybody. Right, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. The, um, but here's what's funny. The, the, this is what struck me as funny the other day, was when, they're, when they advanced the, the, uh, the Stanley Cup finals. If they win the cup, great. Even if they don't win the cup... This is absolutely destroying the expectations for the Seattle, for the Seattle expansion team, right? I, well, what it's doing for me is just actually I'm just assuming that the Seattle team will be just like abjectly terrible, right? Like in the way that people thought that the Vegas was going to win, you know, I think the prediction was like less than 15 games, right? Um, yeah, I just expect that Seattle will actually like win like no, 15 games. No, they're the definitely yeah, Seattle's definitely not winning more than 20 games. Not, not just... a chance. Not a chance. But here's what's funny, because what people didn't expect was the Vegas flu, right? When people, when teams roll into Vegas, yeah. they all go Vegas, and then they show up for the hockey game. <laughs> They're yeah. like a little partied out. Yeah, especially these and, guys that are spending 80 nights in Manitoba. Right. They get to spend a, we get to spend a night in Las Vegas. Yeah. We get to gamble and go to the dance show and whatever they, whatever hockey players, whatever 20-year-old European <laughs> hockey players with a couple of bucks in their pocket are apt to do in a town Las Vegas. It is the ultimate home, home ice advantage. When teams come to Seattle to play, it'll be like, we're here to play hockey hockey and get the hell out of here we're here to beat your ass and leave and so it's not well, that's be, not that wasn't the reputation in the nba circles people our town was popular as really? like a nice place to visit yeah no no one but it wasn't there wasn't some sort of you're not going to get the it's vegas not las vegas field. no that's what i'm saying that that particular home field advantage is amazing so what's going to happen is people are going to be like we're psyched to get our expansion team we're going to be just like the vegas golden knights we're totally going to go to the playoffs and they're going to win like 12 games and all the all the season ticket holders are going to be like do we have to come back to this beautifully crafted new arena do they have a name for that thing I don't know. Do they know what they're going to call it when they build it? 
probably but OG halfway arena. halfway into that season, I'm when, honestly just pisses when, me off. The whole when, thing pisses me off. When Seattle can't win any games, people are just gonna be pissed, and it's gonna be awful. Yeah. And and people just better get psyched for it. But it's gonna ha- it happens. It's gonna be due in part to the fact that a expansion team is currently playing for the Stanley Cup against the Capitals who don't have a great playoff record. In fact, this is like the first time they've advanced mm-hmm. <laughs> past the first round. So it's ripe for the picket. It could happen. As a, as a Rangers fan, I'm very familiar with the Capitals choking. Yes. And is... my own team also choking. But I just want to I just want to make sure that the people here in Seattle get their heads on straight and support their team even though I think it's going to be rough sledding for the Seattle expansion franchise. Yeah, I'm going to have a hard time with that. Um, somebody asked me not too long ago if, uh, if I would switch allegiances, and I think that I'm going to have to wait till I can be a front runner about it. I don't think it's going to happen no. organically. Yeah. I think Because I'm super bitter about the NBA factor, too, about the fact that we took an arena deal that there's just no chance it's going to get an NBA team. And so now this NHL team is like this. I don't know. What's a good example of when you're expecting something that you really want and you get something that you sort of want, but it's just not the, not the thing you actually wanted. Right. right. It's like getting go bots for Christmas when you want a transformers. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what we should just call the franchise. The Seattle go bots. <laughs> just encapsulate the absolute second rateness of the whole entire enterprise. It's like, we want a basketball team, but you gave us this hockey team because it's yeah. all we could get. It's an arena I, that really isn't quite good enough. And we want to, uh, you kind of want to support it, but you can't with your whole heart. You're essentially, you personally would be just sort of sleepwalking through it. I'll probably come around. Live hockey is, if the team has any personality at all, and if, you know, I don't know what the expansion, I didn't pay that close attention, like the expansion mechanics when Vegas drafted their team. I don't really know what, like what's in play. Teams, um, teams just protect certain players and leave un, some players unprotected, and then the expansion team gets to pick. Okay, sure. I mean, I, I understand basically how an expansion draft yeah, works. Sure. I guess, I guess I'm guess i feeling like there must be something I'm not understanding if Vegas was able to put together this quality of a franchise right off the bat. They got, they got lucky with, they got lucky with um, good enough players who were pissed. They had an unbelievable home field advantage, and... Um, you know that's it that's the that's the uh that's the that's the whole thing i mean the uh um there's also with vegas the the fact that there was that mass shooting like 10 days into the into the season yeah which obviously horrible but the franchise handled it in such a such a such a you know heartfelt and and you know real way Mm-hmm. That it just sort of brought that entire community together around that team. I mean, they've been they've been sold out all year, and it helps to win, but it also helps that you know it helps that people didn't think Vegas could support a team, a professional team. Yeah. So if I'm the Raiders, I'm thinking, hey, this is probably a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I, I thought I always thought that was bogus. I thought that there's enough people. I think. It's if you bring pro sports to a moderate sized town, it's going to get a great deal of support. Now, I do worry about the NFL. Like, I don't think that Vegas could do NBA and and NHL, for instance. Probably like, that's not. Too many games. 
too many nights. Right. Um, yeah. the, the arena, I think, will always fill up because that's the kind of thing. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know about you, but I'm a sports opportunist when I like travel for work. If I'm, sure. I don't have anything going on, and I, you know, like, oh, pop open uh, SeatGeek. This podcast not brought to you by SeatGeek, uh, and you know, see like what's available like for that night, like, and run over to the arena or the baseball stadium. It's usually baseball because it's easiest. Yeah. Um, but then I'll just see whatever. So in Vegas, you know, that's a scenario where I would absolutely go to a game if there was one while sure. I was there. Sure. So the arena will always fill up. But, yeah, I think they have true, real fans. Um, and, frankly, I think they underestimated the fact that people want to go to the ice arena because it's pleasant in there. It's pleasant. And, it's and again, in Las Vegas, there's lots of stuff to do around the arena. Right. So it's it's there's it's not like you're going to see sports in other towns where usually you know the stadium it's like is like a 20 minute drive outside the city <laughs> and there's nothing to do there right you know go, go eat at the cheesecake factory or some such nonsense but uh but i i do i do feel like people need to temper their slightly temper their expectations for the seattle for the seattle expansion hockey team are you hearing a lot of are people it, pumped up well, they were pumped up initially. Remember, they had all that. They, they talked all that smack about they, they put out those seat options and the seat options sold out in 30 minutes or whatever. People, right. people gobbled them up. They're like, well, this town is ready for some hockey. Well, I don't know, hope. man. I like Vegas because like you can go you could like literally go to medieval times and then go to the game right afterwards. <laughs> you could go you could go support the Blue Knight. And then go see the golden. Yeah, it's across the street. <laughs> and you get to eat that little that little chicken, yeah. which I which I love at the at, at the, the at the night at the uh, the fighting night show. It's uh, it's not called medieval times though. What's the? <laughs> it's it's uh, the, uh, the tournament of kings. Tournament of kings. Yeah. God, I haven't been there since my nephews were tiny. You were little. Yeah, kids. I haven't been there in like since I was twenty two years old, like 15, 16 years ago. God dang, I love that. But I mean. The, the the friggin' Excalibur was run down then, so like it's not getting better. <laughs> it's not. No, you're absolutely right. And anyway, more more to talk about Vegas at a later at a later date, and hopefully uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll hope. So go Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup. Your future Stanley Cup champions. I'm down with it. That's All crazy. Right. Speaking Good of luck expect- to them. Speaking of expectations, we've been talking about expectations about the, uh, you know, again, I think expectations is a theme that's run through our conversation this evening. Um, but um, I was thinking about achievement through the expectation lens because it's funny because my kids played golf. They had golf tournaments last weekend and I posted both of their results. And it was funny as I look back at the posts. The one for my daughter says, you know, she got second place and she, you know, it was a t- it was tough sledding and, you know, she 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 did, you know, she you know she worked hard and whatnot and got second. My son, his post is, um, he got second. He played great, <laughs> equal achievement, but the lens of expectation changed, changes changes the way I look at them changes the way I look at her achievement. Well, of course. I, well, her, her, my expectation for her, well, she was trying to go for eight, eight gold medals in a row. This, this would have been her eighth, oh. her eighth win and the, on the, on the, on the first tee of greater Seattle week nine tournament. It would have been gotcha. her eighth in a row. 
And my son's won it once and has me- various medals. I think he's got a bronze and a couple of silvers. Which, um, but what's funny is how that turns into, you know, I just got me thinking about the, that double standard that you say, hey, here, here are people who have achieved similar things, but did one really overachieve and one really underachieve? Or did they both really play great and just things didn't fall for them? Or how do you sort of, in your mind, take something where you have a low-expectation team like the Vegas Golden Knights, who are doing great, versus, you know, somebody you expect to, to be better but didn't, but maybe maybe have similar achievements? Well, yeah, the cur- I mean, the benefit of low expectations is everything if you get a chance to overachieve, right? I mean, that makes it, you just, it's always going to look like a greater accomplishment. It's, it's, it's the worst part about being good at something is that once people expect you to be good, that there is nothing but failure available to you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like think about how insufferable Patriots fans are now. They act like if they don't win the Super Bowl, it was a wasted season. And it's like, you know, Seahawks fans are a little like that too. Let's be clear. Well, the team should have won. Did you? I don't mean to derail this conversation, but did you hear Cliff Averill made some comments that basically said, "Yeah, people basically checked out after that shit happened because we never got over it." <laughs> he didn't well, say those exact words, but he uh-huh. said that people started to question the, the 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 core philosophy after they threw on that that down that play blew the team up, and you know it's like we always sort of suspected that was the case, but uh, but to have someone say it, yeah. And yeah, but what are we talking about? Seahawks fans are think it's a wasted season if we don't win the Super Bowl. I mean, I only feel that way in the sense that we have, uh, or we at least it seemed like we had a quarterback situation that would allow you to compete every season. So if you're not competing for a title, it seems like a waste. I mean, would you argue that the Packers have wasted Aaron Rodgers' career? Yes. And but but have they really? They got a title out of it. I mean, that's sure. more than they most got teams. Once, but right. they didn't sniff any other. They, I mean, but that was when was that title? Ten years ago. Uh, just about now, I think so. Yeah. So you've had a you basically that's what's the expectation? They go out and they win a Super Bowl, and then for the next ten years, languish in you know you have you have what many consider the best quarterback talent in the whole league expectations, but you know he doesn't he hasn't produced another title. It was seven years ago. It was twenty eleven. Okay, fair enough. That's mostly a decade. It's, yeah, that, that might as well be a decade. But that's but you know and it, it it also shows up it also shows up in this whole LeBron Durant debate too, sure. where where LeBron gets roasted for for coming up short, but then Durant lays an entire turd on the court last night, and everyone's <laughs> like, well, Steve Kerr probably should have called a timeout there. It's like no, it's like what's the expectation? The expectation is the greater player has the higher expectation. So when people say, well, Durant's better than LeBron James, well, I would argue, no, he's not, because there's no expectation for him to be as great as LeBron James. LeBron James carries the full expectations of someone who is, without question, the best basketball player in the world. And Kevin Durant doesn't. I think there's something to be said there, though, for team philosophy influencing that, that perception. The Warriors have always been, we are a team of people, about people. We added Kevin Durant to our awesome lineup of sweet dudes, but we've always played team basketball. And LeBron has, for the most part, always played LeBron ball. 
and even when he was in Miami until he and Wade figured it out, you know, and they were sort of doing the taking turns thing the first season and it was kind of rough. And then they kind of got into a groove playing together, but every other team he's been on, he's had no choice, but to shoulder like, you know, much larger workload than is probably reasonable for any individual player. And to me, that's the kind of thing that shows me how great LeBron truly is because he is able to be successful despite the fact that he has been saddled with a much larger workload than any superstar. You know, when Jordan won his titles, it wasn't until he had talent around him, until he had Scotty and, you know, Horace Grant, and then later uh, Kukoc and, um, right. you know, and other, then Phil, other... And then Phil Jackson built an offensive philosophy that suited Jordan to a T. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and no wonder Kobe wanted to run the triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I want this whole thing to be about me. Yeah. But... But with but but that's what I was that's what I'm saying is that that because he has to shoulder that that expectation even though he is going to lose to a Durant led Warriors team. I don't know if they're going to get past the Celtics. Frankly, well, no, they're they're not. I mean, or he's, and the, they, the thing is, that, but if the Celtics get to the Warriors, aren't the Celtics just going to get destroyed? Oh God! I, well, my I, I would I would argue that everyone's going to get destroyed by them, but. Who knows? I'm not really sure. The whole NBA playoff thing's a little murky right now. That's true. That's what we want, though. Drama. We want we want a little drama. And but I but again, when people make the argument, like who is greater? My sense now is that I I look to the expectations, and I think that tells more of the story than 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 maybe the statistics say mm-hmm. like who is you know who even if they don't win even if the Cavs don't win the expectation on LeBron the expectations on LeBron are much much higher than anyone in the league by far and that's reflected in the media coverage he gets mm-hmm. the criticism he gets and also the praise that he gets when 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 they win big he gets all the credit and it's likely he deserves all the credit, <laughs> but it's also likely that he doesn't deserve all the blame because he does. He is playing with a fair amount of stiffs. For sure. I so I watched majority of both of the second halves of both of those games, both last night's game and then tonight's game. We're recording this on Wednesday night, so the the Cavs have just lost to the Celtics to go down three to two. Um, and I will say, because LeBron like kind of laid an egg tonight. Um, he, you know, he was like 26, 10 and five, whatever. It was a fine game, but he, he just, he didn't have the, he, there's no explosiveness in his legs. He'd get close to the basket and have to settle for weird, like floaters because he couldn't, he clearly didn't have it. Yeah. And you I know, mean, he's, he's reaching the, three day, there's not three days rest on this one. Right. And there's, <laughs> he's reaching the age where there's just going to be nights where he goes out and he's just, he's just going to be flat. It doesn't matter what, how, how hard you work out. You're just not going to be able to have the same bounce back ability as you did when you were 28, when you're, you know, 35. Yeah, or um, whatever. Is that right? Uh, it doesn't matter. Like point is, or, he's like thirty-three. Okay, yeah. The point is, uh, is that uh, I immediately was thinking to myself tonight that did Michael ever have any games like this in the playoffs? Sure. And I certainly didn't think that though about Kevin Durant sort of shitting the bed last night. And so yeah. that to, to to line up with what you're getting at, I absolutely agree with you that the expectations do tell the story. Because yeah. if you're disappointed, then that player clearly is capable of something that you've seen before or expect before. Sure. Um, and they're not coming up. They're not living up to those expectations. Right. I mean, 
Tom terrible Brady. parenting by you though to you know salt to, to salt your daughter while you lift up the sun <laughs> she gets plenty of support believe you me however no i know every time i ask you to play golf you're like i can't i'm on the bag i'm on the bag no anyway more golf more golf in my near future thankfully um but the uh but yeah so that's it's just about that expectation of you know of greatness we hold, you know, we hold people to a certain standard, and like I said, I think that tells us it's the tiger. The tiger gives that same effect, right? Mm-hmm. Our expectation of him is, oh yeah, tiger in contention. Like the first, the first time he's in contention this year, and he's gonna win. Yeah, and they couldn't <laughs> put it together on Sunday. It was so disappointing, right? <laughs> like what? What? What are we doing again? Exactly. Yeah. And you know, to bring it back to that royal wedding, forty-five million dollars estimated so you know when you have a 45 million dollar social event you know your expectations are pretty high so you know i'm just well, guessing that <laughs> to all you kids out there let this be a lesson to you under promise and over deliver <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just or just win and not and not worry about it just win baby just win just be successful that's always the best that's always the best revenge like those people who said we'd have a shitty podcast they're eating it now. <laughs> we have the most. We have the most successful podcast that you and I have ever done. It's See, a good. <laughs> it's the. It's an expectations. It's just. It's a good thing that I just don't care that, I, that we're doing <laughs> doing this because I want to do it. And if somebody doesn't want to listen to it, that's fine with me. They but they want to listen to it. They do. They love it. All right. That's it. That's all I have tonight. Beautiful. All right. Episode well, thank you, everybody, for <laughs> everybody. Thank you for listening uh, here in America and throughout the world. We know you're out there. We love you, and uh, and uh, that's that. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Peace.
Just go ahead.